going to do one of our what we've been watching episodes since there was not a Bates Motel this week. I'm Sue. I'm Em. Hello. Hey. Boo for no Bates, first of all. <laughs> I know. I was really bummed. I was. Monday was like depressing. I know. <laughs> when I was like making dinner and doing the dishes Monday night, I'm like, I should be watching Bates. <laughs> it's so fun having like a such a great show on a Monday just for a little while in the year because Mondays are usually nothing you look forward to. It's nice. To... <laughs> Although I do because I'm a stay at home mom with kids that go to school. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of us. Like me, who Monday's like, ugh. Yeah. It's a yep, nice little highlight. It is. So, boo. Although, and this ties a little to what I've been watching, because of that, I took the opportunity to binge watch the season so far, just all in one night. I almost did that. Four hours. I mean, four episodes, mm-hmm. just back to back, and it was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good bingey season so far. <laughs> I was thinking of doing that, but I didn't. Huh. I'll have to do it. I needed a little Bates fix, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I and even rewatching, you know, I've said, like, the last episode was the lights of winter and I said this is going to be a great episode to watch you know it's not so great when it's in the middle of the season where you have to wait a week but mm-hmm. I'm like it'll be great to like f- just flow and it did even without knowing what comes next it was enjoyable as a part of a binge fun Oh, I want to do it now. Yeah, the whole thing, it's really, it's a great binge. Made for it, I'd say. But still good on their own, of course. But it was really fun to watch um, the progression of, like, Normero this season. Just mm-hmm. all in one night. And I felt like I got a little more perspective on Norma and how she's... It was it was interesting to watch again her um, panicking, and then going to Alex and asking him to marry her, and then <laughs> the next day he shows up at her house and apologizes, and I laugh so hard again at the like the shush she gives. Him. Oh my gosh, I need to see that again. 
She's like, no, no, don't bring that up, please. <laughs> don't bring that up. <laughs> don't you know about the shush? <laughs> it was just so good just watching that play out. And it just it gave me more perspective on how she was not expecting this and mm-hmm. where her head was at and how he's like surprising her so much when I'm watching it, you know, for the first times and remarking on it without knowing what's coming next. I just, I think, well, of course he's in love with her and of course she's in love with him, but yeah, he's in love with her, but how that does she really, really get? Not a lot. I don't think. And it, it's interesting, it'd be interesting to just binge watch the whole thing as like a newbie that's never seen it before, mm-hmm. to just, you know, do like a, one of those serious binges where you're like done in four seasons in right, a week or right. two, and to just be like, wow. <laughs> you know, for <laughs> us it's been years. but it would be very, it'd be an interesting perspective. Anyway. I just I had I had a few little epiphanies <laughs> while watching. Well, sweet. I may try and do that this coming weekend. You should. I recommend it. Well, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> good night. <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as I am going through my list of stuff I can remember from the past, what, year? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, my list is really sad. <laughs> I know. I was doing it like Catherine's here and she and I were in the living room and she was, she's started watching iZombie. Mm. So she had her laptop and was watching that and I was like, okay, I'll sit down and think about what I've been watching. And I turned on Netflix and was going through like the continue watching to like, what did I watch? What did I watch? And, you know, I've got, I've got a fair list, but I'm like, I know I've watched so much more. And then it hit me. I was like, I watched a crap load of Buffy and Angel. I know that is the thing. <laughs> you know, this like... past year, I have watched so much Buffy and Angel. <laughs> And it really took up my watching time. <laughs> Me you know, too. With my busy life and podcasting and editing <laughs> and watching all the episodes. And we did a lot of them, you know, several times and taking notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you kind of get your mind in that space. And, you know, if I'd like... it, it If I... You know, I would watch them a few times because that's kind of what I was at. That's where my brain was at. Right. So it's like, oh, I could start a new series or I'll just watch these three episodes we're doing this week, you know, again or whatever. Exactly. That's what I would do because I'd, I'd watch them once doing notes and then I'd almost always watch them a second time without, mm-hmm. you know, just to watch. And, yeah, I mean, I don't do the editing and stuff, but you know, I'm, I work 40 hours a week. Right. Sometimes more. And so that takes up a lot of my watching time. I can't watch then, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it, once in a while I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
editing process takes me a good, you know, a good two nights. So that's mm-hmm. two whole nights gone. Right. But yeah, I was like, I know I've watched a lot of TV and stuff. And, me too. And I was like, it was Buffy and Angel because we <laughs> just plowed through that to get it done <laughs> before bait started. It had a lot of homework to it. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel better because I was like, I'm not a forgetful person. I, you know, and I don't know. I, I thought I had watched more, but I did. But I probably did. I'm gonna come up. For months, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, of course I watched that. Duh. Right, right. I think so. Netflix doesn't seem to keep recently watched anymore. Like, it used to have like watched section. It... Now it's got to continue watching. Oh, that's right. And if you if finished it, it you goes finish away. It, not... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, anywho. Okay. So, do you want to read? We got two emails. Yeah, I will read Harold's. Okay. Um, he says, what I've been watching. Then he says, slightly amended. I think he sent us two. Okay. This is an unusual what I've been watching since it is one single episode of TV from over 55 years ago. But it totally <laughs> blew me away in a way that I was not expecting. It's an episode of The Twilight Zone called Walking Distance. Growing up, The Twilight Zone was constantly on in syndication, and I used to watch it, but somehow never saw this particular episode. I probably haven't watched the show in decades, but last Saturday I was skimming through Netflix looking for something short to watch before bed, and I saw The Twilight Zone and decided to flip through to find the episode with Buster Keaton. But I stopped as soon as I saw this episode, which was the fifth episode. Buster will have to wait for another night. <laughs> like I said, I have never seen it before, but I had heard about thirty-five. I had heard about it thirty-five years ago when my cousin was sleeping over. We were up late at night, and he told me about this episode, and it stayed in my memory ever since. As it turns out, either he described it incorrectly, or I remembered it wrong, but in a way totally understandable from a kid's point of view. I recall him telling me that it was about a man who travels back in time to when he was a kid and tries to prevent himself from suffering a serious injury, but inadvertently causes the injury to happen. Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode, right? And recently, <laughs> this episode was mentioned in two podcasts that I listened to, You Must Remember This and The Dana Gold Hour. So I clicked play. Actually, it is about a burned-out New York advertising man, played by Gig Young, who is fleeing the city and feeling nostalgic when he ends up near his childhood town where he hasn't been since he was 11 if I've done the math correctly. Anyway while his car is being worked on he walks over to his old hometown and finds himself as an adult back in time to when he was 10 before whatever happened that led him to leave this town behind. He visits the places he used to frequent and ultimately sees his parents and his younger self. The injury that happens is tangential to the story and probably just there to show that in the show's reality it actually happened and wasn't a dream. Emily, as a fan of Mad Men, you should watch this episode because Matt Weiner was definitely thinking of the Ad Man from this episode when he created Don Draper. And hmm. now I think of how in the first season of Mad Men, Don says that nostalgia means the pain from an old wound, which works on a few levels as it relates to this Twilight Zone episode. Walking Distance also has a terrific score by Bernard Herrmann, 
This episode was from 1959, which places it between his work on Vertigo and Psycho. It is evocative for his score for Vertigo and is just as compelling. Um, okay, so Harold, I watched it a couple nights ago. After I saw this email, I thought, oh, I should just watch it. And I did, and wow, it totally made me nostalgic for Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, man, what? Uh, oh, Emily's going to watch Madman again. I totally want to. It made me totally want to, it like shut myself in a room and just, I've always wanted to do this since it ended. I just want to just do a mad, crazy Mad Men binge. Isn't that how you watched it the first time? <laughs> Hush. <laughs> but this time, the whole thing. <laughs> Without the last two seasons. <laughs> uh, uh, that's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, it just, it reminded me of what a fascinating and complex character Don Draper is. Hmm. Hmm. And Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, it, um, yeah, Matthew Weiner absolutely got some sort of I don't know he had this guy in mind he did and hmm. yeah I found it interesting I liked the way I could see I could see these 10 year old cousins <laughs> talking about this episode and the kid <laughs> focusing on that aspect because that's what a kid would focus when they watch this show but it's yeah. interesting that without having seen it Harold remembered it for what 35 yeah. years yeah, and just that's... finally watched it. I I find that very fascinating. I it it made me nostalgic for childhood. I'm like, oh, I've totally had those little. And someone just tells you something about an episode, and it just blows your mind, but you never see it, but you never forget. <laughs> right, right. And I liked that he watched it and was like, yeah, it's totally not what that's about, but yeah, it was interesting, and it was. I'm glad I watched it, and it made me very. It made me wax reminiscent on Don Draper and what a amazing character he was. Just fascinating from start to finish. Cool. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's it's good. It was good. I forgot to listen to the score, so I might watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can I have little flashes of it and I it Mhm. I can say, cool. yeah, that's definitely, you know, Bernard Herman. Twilight Zone is always a fun watch. Yeah, I used to love it, and I haven't watched it in years. We we have a channel that plays a couple episodes a week or so, and Kevin and I catch it every once in a while, and it's fun. Yeah. It's So, yeah, definitely. Okay, he goes on to say, anyway, maybe there is something about stories like this which just get to me, which maybe explains why I love Mad Men and the 1943 movie Heaven Can Wait. I was not anticipating a strong emotional reaction to the Twilight Zone episode, but that is what happened. I've done a little reading on this episode, and it turns out that it was based on Rod Sterling's own childhood, which may account for its special qualities. What a surprise to randomly turn on a 55-year-old 
55-plus-year-old episode of TV and discover one of the best half hours of TV that has ever been produced. Okay. Oh, I did have one question for you, Harold. Which podcast episode of You Must Remember This did they talk about it? Because I don't remember it. And I'm caught up on that podcast. And I've listened to all of them. Although I have found myself with the recent series. Um, it's The recent series is talking about the, uh, like, the the blacklist, like the communist scare in the 50s with Hollywood and Mm -hmm. people being on the list and going to trial and stuff. I found myself blinking out a little bit during some of them. But not that I don't find that whole era fascinating. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. It is. I just, maybe I've been distracted as of late. But anyway, so you need to tell me which episode because I want to re-listen and I don't know if they probably just mentioned it, but I would like to know which one and to re-listen to that one to hear them I'm mention it. Sure, he'll tell you. <laughs> okay. He says, also, since it has been so long since you've done one of these things, I want to clear the record about iZombie, which I mentioned on the feedback page back in August or September. I gave the Facebook pilot... Page. <laughs> what did I say? Feedback page? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> On the Facebook page back in August or September, I gave the episode, I gave the pilot episode a shot and posted about how disappointed I was. Thank you, Emily, for encouraging me to give it another shot, because as it turns out, the pilot was probably my least favorite episode. The main character was withdrawn and depressed in that episode, and I thought that was going to be how she would be throughout the series. Wrong. It's a really good show about a newly turned zombie who must eat brains to keep herself relatively normal and not devolve into a shambling zombie. Lucky for her, she gets a job at the local morgue where brains are plentiful. With each brain she eats, she gets some of the memories and personality of the deceased person, which she uses to help solve mysteries and showcase a different personality each week. For example, one week she is a degenerate gambler, another week she's a brilliant scientist, and another week she's a stage magician. There's a lot more to the show than that, with a great cast and lots of continuing subplots, so all I'll say is it is definitely a descendant of Buffy and Veronica Mars. And the first season, which is short because it was mid-season replacement, is available on Netflix, so give it a try. Also, Robin, Burge, and Stephanie Smith have an outstanding podcast about it, so give that a try, too. Harold. Nice. All right, I'm caught up on iZombie. Um, I actually caught up with the last two episodes this afternoon. While I was sorting through Rob's closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've seen, what, season two then? Or just season one? Season two is airing now. Okay, that's one that's airing now. I thought it was season three that's airing now, but it's two? Okay. Yeah. And it's, I think, next week might be the finale. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, I am enjoying it, but it's not my favorite show on TV right now. Bates Motel, I think, is. (laughs) Oh, sure. And that's not just to... Because we do a podcast on it. I think it's my favorite show that's airing right now. Anyway, I like it. I find, once in a while, the brain she eats a little tiresome. Like, it's a little bit of a high concept to where it's like, what wacky brain is she going to eat this week? (laughs) Right. You know, and... I think the one that exhausted me the most was, like, the old man brain. 
Mm. And then and there was like a frat boy brain and they were kind of close together and I was just like, I'm I don't know how thrilled I am with this concept. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. In theory it's fine and most of them are fairly low key, but I don't know. You know, when there's like high concept stuff and once in a while you're just kind of like eh. Yeah. It's it's getting old. <laughs> But I, I enjoy the show. Are you you watch some of it at least, right? I've seen all of season one. Okay. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked it. Yeah, I I like it. But um, I don't know. Once in a while, I'm a little exhausted by it. But it is good, and I like the actors, and I find the stories compelling. Some of them I... are a little. I don't know. They get a little... I don't know how to describe it. I don't... I don't like the Max Rager's daughter. I don't like... Um, I think she, she looks like a... Her facial instructions... Her facial expressions and things remind me of like a B-rated kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I may be the only one that feels this <laughs> But most things having to do with her, although she just got a very interesting subplot, but most of the things to do with her, I get a little eye-rolly. Gotcha. But I feel like I'm being really down on the show, and I'm not. I don't feel that way. I just, I don't know, sometimes when you start talking about it, you just talk about the crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually saw a couple episodes of season one today because Kat's watching it. Yeah, because our sister Catherine is staying with me while she looks for a place to live, to move out here. And she started watching iZombie just a couple nights ago. And so she had it on today and she fell asleep. And I was sitting at my sewing desk cutting out squares of material for a quilt I'm making and it just kept going on her laptop so I just watched it she had the laptop <laughs> on the coffee table and I had a good view of it so I just watched it till Netflix was like are you still watching this <laughs> you're like no, no. <laughs> my sister was but she fell asleep so <laughs> I started <laughs> But it's a fun show. I like it. I like most of the characters. I think she's adorable. Yeah, she is. I love her boss. Yes, Ravi. Ravi, yes. Yeah, I love him. He's probably my favorite. Yeah. He's he's enthusiastic. I like him. <laughs> yeah. So. No, it's a totally worthwhile show, for sure. And too bad you haven't kept up with season two. You know, I think I watched the first couple and then kind of forgot it was on because I think I watched them like on the Xfinity website because Cam just won't watch zombie anything. Mm -hmm. And so... This is definitely a different zombie than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it totally is. They're not scary zombies, you know. They are if they don't get brains. True. I don't know if that happened in season one or not, but... 
It did. It happened in one of the episodes I saw today. It was her friend that was on the boat with her. They found her yeah. like down down at the dock or something. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's was the most scared. you ever see of a yeah. zombie like that. But it's interesting that that looms and they just absolutely have to eat brains or else that's going to happen. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that there are zombies that can like live in society. That's an interesting concept. Right, right. Something I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a fun show. Yeah, it's got good humor. It's it's funny. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll check out Stephanie and Robin's um, podcast about it too. Yeah, I listen to it. I might be like three or four episodes behind, but I definitely have been listening to it, and it's a good podcast. Well, of course it is. I like those too. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks, Harold. Yeah, thanks, Harold. The other feedback email we got is from Val. Hey, Val. Yep. I haven't heard from you since. Oof, it's been a while. Cause she... It's been a while. She didn't send in Angel stuff. Yeah, she was pretty fairly silent about the season five of Angel. <laughs> Yeah. So her email is titled What I've Been Watching Val Sized. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> listen to Sue Watches Buffy, you you will find out. <laughs> Actually it doesn't look that bad. Okay. <laughs> it's not that long, Val. Um She says, Hi Emily and Sue. I'm answering the call to what we've been watching. Lots of good stuff and some occasional clunkers. I haven't sent you guys a long-ass email in a while, so here goes. <laughs> uh, tonight, I'm finishing the last episode of American Crime Story, People vs. O.J. Simpson. It has been a pretty entertaining miniseries and very well acted, especially Sarah Paulson as Marcia Clark. I predict an Emmy nomination and maybe a win for her. Cool. I've been thinking about listening or watching that, but I just haven't heard anything about it, anyone say anything about it, so I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. I I watched it happen. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like the year I graduated high school, so I was like semi-interested, but semi-not. Yeah, I... Had I graduated yet? I don't remember. I was working at a hotel, and I was like, front office manager so I was there in the mornings you know uh-huh. and like where our desk was looked into we had like a a room off the lobby where we served like the breakfast and stuff and it had a huge TV in there and the trial was happening so we just had the trial on every day so I just watched <laughs> the trial and I happened to be, because my ex-husband's brother lived in Pasadena, and we went down there to visit, and we were there when the Bronco chase happened. Oh, wow. So we saw all the hell. We sat out on Steve's back porch and drank beer and watched the helicopters for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So, 
So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it, but I feel like I watched it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I, I lived I it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to see a reenactment because it got, uh, that was quite the ordeal. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember being just kind of youngish and not super interested. Yeah, and it was just, you just couldn't get away from it. Oh, and, you couldn't get away from it, but there were a lot know. of details I didn't really I'll have to say have that to my, my favorite witness was the guy that found her dog, because he was taking his dog for a walk, and when they were doing the timeline, he they were, like, questioning his timeline and he's like I know exactly what time it was and they're like how do you know this and he's like because I was watching Nick at Night I watched and it was like the exact same Nick at Night shows we were watching <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore yeah those were the great like, Nick at Night Bob years Newhart show <laughs> and he's like can't remember what show it was he goes like Mary Tyler Moore ended at 10 and that's when I took my dog out <laughs> he's like I know for a fact it was like 10.05 <laughs> I caught Mary and didn't need to see and I was like yeah, huh, I do the same thing that this guy does and he found it all again. <laughs> you know <laughs> Dragnet came on after Mary and I was like meh <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Wait, what were the three shows it was Bob Newhart show Taxi was it Taxi? I know there was like a three. It was it was like the trifecta. It, was like, it could have been Bob Newhart, Dick Van Dyke, and Mary Tyler Moore. It might have been Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. I think but, Taxi came just a wee bit later. I think so, yeah. But still when Nick at Night was really good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just remember hearing it. It just made me laugh. I was like, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, no, I know exactly what time Mary Tyler Moore got, got over and I took my dog out it had to have been like 1003 <laughs> yep <clears throat> okay anyway uh she says i have enjoyed this season of walking dead and it was a tense finale mainly those last 10 minutes but now we have to wait at least six friggin months for the damn cliffhanger to see who negan whacked <laughs> <laughs> Not happy about that, since it was something everyone was waiting to see, but they left us hanging. I even made a video of myself watching those last minutes, and when I realized they were not going to show us who the victim was, my reaction was me yelling, You suck, you suck, and punching my couch. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would have been more effective if I wasn't wearing my cute Bugs Bunny pajama pants. (laughs) Have you guys ever watched reaction videos that people post on YouTube? They are pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> I have not, but I think we discuss this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't think they're our thing. Without having watched any, we feel like they're not our thing. <laughs> <laughs> we feel like, unless it was a secret hidden camera. Right. Oh yeah, we'd totally watch it if it was a secret hidden camera. Yep. But, yeah. If... Yeah, we've had this discussion. <laughs> I'd like to see yours now, so post it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we will watch. <laughs> I would rather watch of people I know. Yes. Than just strangers. If we know uh, you or it's a hidden camera, yes. Yes. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> but someone I don't know, nope. 
Um, okay, some stuff on Netflix that I've watched. The comedy series called Love. Didn't think I would be into it, but it was entertaining enough to keep me watching. Can't say I loved it, but I did like it. That's on my list, too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm undecided on that one. So you've watched it, too? Nope. Undecided oh. on if I'm going to watch it or not. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk about it when All we right. talk about what I've been watching. As it uh, stands, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pee-wee's Big Holiday. Nowhere as great as Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but I wasn't expecting it to be. No, nothing's as good as Pee-wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) Um, It had some funny parts, but nothing as funny as his first film. My favorite part involved Pee-wee's long, high-pitched, girly squeal squeal after seeing something that scared the hell out of him. It just cracked me up for some reason. (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) I I haven't watched it yet, but planning on it. Yes, totally planning on it. That's on a short list. And... Men doing high-pitched girly squeals for a long time make me laugh really hard. Oh, yeah. That'll that'll be great any time. <laughs> I still think about it once that Supernatural episode where, <laughs> where Dean screams because was there a cat that jumped out or yeah, something? Yeah, and he's got, is that yellow fever where he's like... He's got like where people like get scared to death or something? Or Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. He's just like, that was scary. <laughs> and he screamed for so long. <laughs> Booker yeah. was over it. I threw on Supernatural and he saw that episode and he and I giggled forever. Yeah, he's just scared of everything. <laughs> yes, but man, he screamed for a long time. <laughs> like... I remember that. <laughs> And I just remember, oh, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I've told Catherine started watching Supernatural. Yeah, we talked about it when she was down here. She was like just finishing up season two. She's like, I've all of a sudden really gotten into the show. <laughs> yeah, she loves it. And, and she knows that there was something that Dean does that makes me and Booker laugh really, really hard. And she's like, have I seen it yet? She's like, what is it? was it when you said he was scared of witches? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, I think it's in season four. <laughs> so she's looking forward to watching what made me and her son laugh so hard. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the second season of the amazing British series called Happy Valley returned on March 16th. I loved season one so much. I've seen it four times. Wow. <laughs> I think I recommended it to you guys before. It's probably my favorite show I've seen on Netflix. I couldn't wait to see what they have in store for season two. I've watched the first two apps and it has started off strong so far. As much as I would love to finish it all, I don't want it to end so fast, so I'm trying to go as slow as I can because of it's only six apps. Darn you, well-made, compact British series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I wrote that one down. I think I'll give that one a shot. I've actually seen the first two episodes of season one, and I really like it so far. What's its uh, what's its plot? It's a, a it's like a woman in her forties that's a a cop, and like her, it's got a couple little plots going. One plot is like she's divorced. She had a daughter who got raped and got pregnant from that rape and had a baby. Uh 
and then about six weeks later hung herself. Oh, my gosh. And she's decided to raise that baby, and it, like, caused her to get a divorce because, like, her husband couldn't stand the kid because it caused, you know. Right. And so she's dealing with that, and then she finds out that, like, the guy who raped her daughter just got out of prison. And then, like, a technicality or... No, I think he did his time. I, I kind of think he got put away for something else. Oh, and not really caught about the rape? Yeah. Huh. I think so. I'm not far enough into it to know exactly. And then there's another, like, kidnapping plot. Kind of, it seems like it's kind of a Fargo type thing, like a guy who needs money. Mm. Well, that sounds interesting. It, yeah, and the woman who plays... Oh, I don't know what her name is. I can't think of it right now. The the woman who plays the cop, she's great. Hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm I'm in. Is it um, is it just a British series that's appearing on Netflix, or was it is it a Netflix original made in Britain? I don't think it's a Netflix. I don't know. I I don't think it. Sounds like it's just a British series. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it advertises itself as an original on Netflix. Like a. No, I think it's just a British series. Hmm. But I've liked it so far. So, yeah. Um. She says one of my favorite shows that I discovered recently and I highly recommend is a series on Amazon called Fortitude. I just finished the last of 12 episodes last week and while watching each ep get more and more interesting and involved I kept thinking oh man I don't want the show to end I need more I thought it was just going to be about a murder mystery set in the Antarctic but it was much more than that <clears throat> at one point it took a severe left turn and then all hell broke loose I don't want to give anything away so you'll be much more surprised if you watch and you know when they say that a city can be another character in a movie or TV show well, the Arctic locale is a huge part of the series. I believe it was filmed in Iceland. The scenery is breathtaking, yet it also has a very eerie quality to it, especially as bizarre things start happening in the small town of Fortitude. There were only a couple of actors I knew, the main one being Stanley Tucci, who plays a detective called In From London to investigate a particular murder. I like Stanley Tucci. Yeah, me too. A lot. Mm-hmm. There are a number of characters with intertwining stories and sometimes a little hard to keep track of, but it all comes together eventually. If I could only find the time, I'd really love to rewatch this again because it was that good and so very interesting. Let me know if you guys decide to give it a look. I think you'll be hooked after the first episode. There are some crazy WTF moments, and I even had to look away at some parts. I read they are doing a second season, so I'm happy about that and can't wait to see what fresh hell they have happening next. Hmm, I wrote that one down too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen it, you know, on Amazon and just Yeah, me too. Just the little clicked. banner. <laughs> right, right. Um Yeah, I like Stanley Tucci. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched his little PBS show about like drinking wine with friends or something? <laughs> uh -uh. Okay. She says been watching lots of movies too here's what i will recommend and what to stay away from recommend the comedy sisters starring amy poehler and tina fey there was a crazy party scene that was the highlight of the movie <laughs> those two were 
funny. They're funny. Yeah, I'll I'll check that movie out for sure. Uh, Grandma, the indie drama comedy starring Lily Tomlin. It was something different, and that gets points for me. Yeah, I've heard this is good. I've never even heard of it. That I can think of. Yeah, we just... Just saw Lily Tomlin on something, and she was talking about this. <laughs> um, Suffragette. I talked a little about it on my Facebook page with Emily. I told you I'd felt... I fell asleep during a chunk of it, so I went back and rewatched. I liked it a lot more after watching all the parts that I missed. Lead actress Carrie Mulligan did a fantastic job as a reluctant suffragette who eventually comes into her own. There was a scene at end where they reenact something that happened in history. Then they actually show the original footage of it happening, too. It was pretty cool to see that. Cool. I can probably guess what the actual footage was. Just a second. What? Maybe we can get... Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I said maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, I said maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've always, I've wanted, I almost, that was a movie I almost went to the late show after my family went to sleep and just went by myself. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, then I never made it. Yeah, I was interested in it, but then I listened to the upstairs, up yours downstairs about it, and they hated it. They've hated a lot of things I like, so I don't use them oh. as a anchor okay. to what I'm going to like or not. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. What do you think the actual history thing is that they did? Um, That scene where I think there's like six or seven women and... Don't they get, like, uh, run over or something? Not oh. run over, but stomped on somehow by a horse? By a horse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I just um, figure that's the thing, because I know there's footage of it, and I know it's shocking. And so. Right. Anyway, that, you know, the suffragette movement's always been interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, okay, The Secret in Their Eyes. Drama starring Julia Roberts, Nicole Kidman, and Chiwetel Ejiofor? <laughs> no idea. I think he was the guy in 12 Years of Slave. Mm. Oh. Which I haven't seen. It sounds heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. That's one of those. I'll watch that someday. <laughs> someday <laughs> I'll watch that. Prepared. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if I want to beat myself up emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's not there yet. <laughs> uh, she says, I don't remember this one doing well at the box office, so I wasn't expecting much, but I was pleasantly surprised how much I really liked this one. The story was really well done and was told in flashbacks from 13 years ago and back to the present. All three work for for the FBI, and it revolved around finding the murderer of Julia Roberts' daughter. I don't want to give anything, so I'll stop here, but there was some pretty good surprises along the way. One of them I caught on to, but then a couple of others were, oh man, you got me there. <laughs> I've never heard of it. The Secret in Their Eyes. That was a movie that like came out to the theaters? Yeah, she says it didn't do well in the box office. I don't even remember hearing about it. 
But I don't know. Usually if I see a trailer and Julia Roberts, I glaze over. <laughs> don't really pay much attention. <laughs> Sorry, Julia. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I like a good murder mystery. Uh, she says, just saw 10 Cloverfield Lane last week. Synopsis, a young woman wakes up after a terrible accident to find that she's locked in a cellar with a doomsday prepper who insists that he saved her life and that the world outside is uninhabitable following an apocalyptic catastrophe. Uncertain what to believe, the woman soon determines that she must escape at any cost. Sounds a little uh, Kimmy Schmidtish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I thought the movie had to do with Cloverfield. No. <laughs> Apparently not, but it's, like, produced by J.J. Abrams, who produced Cloverfield or something. Like, it, it's, I thought it was, too, because it, like, has similar producers and directors or something, but it, I guess it's not. And then Cloverfield again. So I thought, and I thought I had heard that they were doing, like, a sequel-ish kind of a thing to Cloverfield. So I thought, oh, this is it. Yeah. And so I've been interested if it's, like, a five years later or something, but sounds nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when the trailer came out, Mike, this guy I work with, he and I have really similar taste in movies and TV shows. He he emailed me a trailer of it and we so I watched it and we were talking about it and we were both like, Is this a is this a sequel to Cloverfield? It's you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, But Nope. But Doomsday Preppers are always a good time. <laughs> Well, and it's John Goodman. Oh. So, he's one of my favorites. He's I, always a good time. I love, love, love John Goodman. Um, I lived a street away from a doomsday prepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, Val says, this was good. Maybe not as great as the trailer looked, but I'll be honest, I wasn't paying full attention to this one. So it's probably better than I initially thought it was. I need to rewatch sometime. John Goodman plays the Doomsday Prepper, and he was pretty good during doing some scenery chewing. It got an 89% at Rotten Tomatoes, so it was well-received. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. She says, stay away from these films. Love the Coopers. One of those family get-together at the holidays film. Not funny. (laughs) But at least there was an adorable dog in it, so that was the best part. I haven't even heard of it. Nope. (laughs) Um, Creep. Saw this on Netflix. Synopsis. When a videographer answers a Craigslist ad for a one-day job in a remote mountain town, he finds his client is not at all what he initially seems. There's only two actors in this one. I can't believe this got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. How? Why? Not good. It took too long for something to happen. Then it was like, huh? What the hell? It's one of those found footage films. Those are a hit or miss for me. I think I might have a chance of liking that one. I know I know Val well enough to know that she's got a little ADD when it comes to movies. and mm-hmm. Sometimes when she says that nothing happened or it take, took too long to happen... I'm usually the opposite. I, I like that slow build, and I'm patient. I have a, I have a long. I have an ability, to, an ability to withstand times where nothing happens for a good build up. 
Right. <laughs> so I'm, I might watch it now. Yeah, I don't know. Based on Val's non-recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what you think then. Okay. Um, I'll take one for the team. Take one for the team. Uh, the Boy stars Long, Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie on The Walking Bed. Dead. <laughs> Walking bed. <laughs> <laughs> when Catherine was here, so I got to watch the finale with Cat, and I was like, "The Grateful Dead's gonna start in an hour." <laughs> oh, that's so funny! I know. More funny than it probably is. We <laughs> <laughs> <know>. both laughed. <laughs> Um, she says, this is one of those creepy doll movies. I hate creepy dolls. Creepy dolls is a bit redundant. All dolls are creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, synopsis. An American nanny is shocked that her new English family's boy is actually a life-size doll. Yeah. You didn't see any of the trailers for this? (laughs) I thought it looked pretty good. Oh. (laughs) After she violates... Okay, wait, so people hire her to nanny a little boy, and she gets there, and he's a doll? Yes. Holy... Okay, that scares me. It reminds me of that creepy doll that's named Robert or something that lives in uh, um, Key West. Do you know that story? No. (laughs) You will just die. (laughs) Oh, but, like, my hackles are... (laughs) They should be. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly. This life-size doll was made for a little boy, a rich boy, and he used to talk to the boy, to the doll, Mm -hmm. as a kid, and said it talked back to him. And it got put away up in the attic, and he kind of grows up without this doll. And then he, I think he gets married and moves in. He and his wife move into his childhood home, and he finds the doll again, and he starts detaching from his wife and spending all this time in the attic with the doll. And this is a true story? This is a true story, and the doll is now in a museum in Key West, and apparently you're not supposed to talk bad about the doll in front of it, because there's a curse on it, and bad things happen to you if you do. And you have to, like, write letters to the doll of apology, and people do it because horrible things have actually happened to them because they like disrespected the doll in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) I think the doll's name is Robert. (laughs) Ew. No disrespect, Robert. If you ever hear this, (laughs) I'm not disrespecting you. I fully respect you. <laughs> okay. But isn't that creepy to have That's... your husband, like, Dude, all of a sudden, like... That would freak me out. To hear him talking to this doll and stuff and, like, detaching from you. That... It's starting to sound familiar. Like, I saw something about this somewhere. Ugh. I would freak. Um. Yes. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> nope. 
um, okay. Um, we're still on the synopsis. So after she violates a list of strict rules, disturbing events make her believe that the doll is really alive. The trailer looked good, but it fell flat. Let's just say I saw a bad copy of this, so some parts were really dark, and I couldn't tell what the hell was going on during some key scenes at the end. But from what I saw, it was not good. There were a few jump scares here and there, but overall it wasn't very good. Stupid ending, too. I don't think it did well at the box office, either. That sounds like a Wyoming scary movie to watch together. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Val. (laughs) We like bad movies, though. It sounds like it could be a good bad. A good bad, exactly. Um, Speaking of the actors from The Walking Dead, watch the movie starring Norman Reedus, Daryl, called Air. The synopsis is, in the near future, breathable air is non-existent, and two engineers tasked with guarding the last hope for mankind struggle to preserve their own lives while administering to their vital task at hand. So this was basically a waste of film. It was just blah. It may have right to video. Thankfully, it was only about 90 minutes, but who knows? Maybe others will like it better than me. It's all subjective, right? I have heard bad things about Arrow. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, meh. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I have tons of other stuff that I've seen, but it's getting late, and I need to go to bed. So in conclusion, I highly recommend everyone check out Fortitude and Happy Valley. Oh, and check out Sister Speak for their Walking Dead recaps. They're a hoot, right, Sue? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love the sisters. Um, I can't wait to hear them talk about the finale. Oh, they're going to hate it. Um, that's, <laughs> so I, yeah. I actually have watched three. I've listened to three mm-hmm. of theirs. Because mm-hmm. I have given up on every other Walking Dead podcast. I just won't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they were so funny. Although I find it remarkable that they have no tolerance for long emails, yet the intro to their show is like five minutes Dude. long. I always skip the intro. I'm like, what is this? The first time I heard it, I was like, because I decided to just start listening at the the beginning of like this last batch of episodes where there was a long break, and I thought maybe they just mm-hmm. did it to like, ah, we're back. Walking Dead is back. Nope. <laughs> but no, it's every time. What? What is the deal with that? I don't know. Sisters? I... <laughs> I skip over. Yeah, it's like seven minutes long. Seven minutes. I even. Yeah. Fell, it even fell short. Yeah, I only did it the one time, and then the second time it started again, I was like, "What?" So I skipped a few minutes, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's still going on." Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone called them out on that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're afraid to get yelled at. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sisters, they will yell at their listeners. <laughs> so. But no, I skip over it every time because, I mean, it's got, the beginning is like a bunch of the actors that their listeners have like caught at Comic-Cons and stuff and gotten them to record like a year listening. Right, so do like two every time and revolve them. Yeah, but then they have their listeners record intros. And that's what I don't get. Funny story. Um, Dusted is doing that, but they just have one at the beginning of their podcast every time. Mm-hmm. And they just say, hi, this is blah, blah, blah from blah, 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 and you're listening to Dusted. Mm-hmm. 
and that's it. And it's just always a new person. This week, they that's had funny. an Emily P. from Orem, Utah. Get out! No, was it like, you? What? No! <laughs> Isn't that weird? Oh, how funny! It was a little strange. That is a little strange. Huh. So there's another Emily P. in Orem that likes Buffy and listens to Dusted. <laughs> You guys, you should seek her out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on their forums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, she ends with, also can't wait for the new season of Kimmy Schmidt, which starts on April 15th. Yay! I know. I love when Titus calls her Kimbasile. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, rewatching that. I've only seen it the one time, and I really want to rewatch it, especially the end part. <laughs> oh, Yes. And I just, I need to do that before it Yes, again. I, I'm planning on it. We've got about nine days. Right. so I can I, do it. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch season one because it's delightful. It is delightful. And Titus is my favorite. I love werewolf <laughs> Titus so much. <laughs> yes, Mother follows him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Um, happy viewing, Val. Yes, how are Buddy and Lola doing? <laughs> well, Lola's doing well. Buddy's doing great. He's he's looking forward to camping season. We already got one trip underway. Mm. And he's really happy to have Aunt Catherine here this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's obsessed with Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. So. Thanks, Val. Yeah, thanks, Val. That was good. Yeah, got a couple of recommendations. I, I, I'll definitely check out that Fortitude show. Yeah, and I'll check out Happy Valley and Fortitude. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. All right, so, okay, just a little quick. These are a few things I've been watching. What I could remember today. <laughs> <laughs> been so long it's been so long it's just an impossible task so i just had to jot a few down and say well okay (laughs) (laughs) watched a lot of buffy and angel (laughs) yes (laughs) and i feel like i don't know i watched um you know just i zombie i've caught up with i'm i'm caught up with supernatural and I watched all it down to Nappy this season, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the last season. Me More too. More than I've enjoyed it in many seasons. I think it's the best season since, like, season one. <laughs> yeah, I could totally be on board with that. Um, anyway, okay, so for a brief period of time, I had movie. Movie? That's the, um, well, it's... I think it's the it's the movie website that you must remember this would talk about a lot. Oh. And basically they always have like 30 movies and one a new one every day and then the latest, I mean the oldest movie on there drops off every day. Oh, gotcha. Which is good for me cuz I had it, and a weird thing happened where they signed me up twice. So when I got my first bill, they 
billed me twice and so I like contact customer service and they're like oh sorry so they just dropped both accounts <laughs> and credited my account for both of them and then I'm like well I, I'd be happy to pay for one I kind of liked it and so I just need to I don't know if I need to re-sign up or recontact the lady that apologized and credited my account but anyway I haven't thought much about it but while I did have it um I watched some cool movies like I had never this is um like one of the classic Hollywood monster movies I'd never seen I watched a creature from the Black Lagoon oh fun <laughs> and it was fun I really liked it and another movie they had I watched for the very first time was Night of the Living Dead I'd never seen that oh wow and that was good that was a good movie it is it is then I, you know, they have a lot of foreign movies. I watched some, like, really weird old French movie about scary clowns. <laughs> that was so bizarre. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is this, so it's a subscription? Yeah, website? and it's, it's not very much. It's maybe $5 a month. But yeah, it's just constantly rotating, and they only have a few, but there's just a lot of little movies that I would just never watch if it was on Netflix, because you're like, oh, I can see that any time. Yeah, I've always wanted to see Creature from the Black Lagoon, right. but there's something about seeing that, and you're like, oh, it's going to drop off in five days, I better watch it. Right, right. Huh, interesting. And yeah, right. lots of really interesting foreign movies, which I always love. Mm, I might give that a shot. You know, I was thinking, we both want to sign up for the Sundance documentary. We should, each of us, sign up for one and just share our, just share them. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'd be so totally up for we that. do that. Okay. Okay. We'll work out the details. <laughs> Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Yeah, it's just one of, I, you know, it's always included in the, you know, the old Hollywood monsters. Mm-hmm. And I just never had caught it. And I enjoyed it. Anyway, so I need to get back into movie. That was that was fun. That month I had with it, I had a good time. Just watching like weird foreign movies you've never heard of. <laughs> and you were like, Oh, that was interesting. Yes. <laughs> like scary weird clowns. It was like a sixty it was it was in that era of what are they like the French New Wave films? Mhm. And it was in color, and it was just a really bizarre movie about some kind of freaky clowns. I I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it <sounds> so freaky. <laughs> Movies is the name of the uh, restaurant in Clerks, too. <laughs> is it M-U-B-I? No, it's like M-O-O-B-Y apostrophe S, Movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is with the U. Oh, I, I know why I signed up for it. I signed up for it because it was the only place you could watch the um, Paul Thomas Anderson documentary on Johnny Greenwood. Oh, gotcha. I mean, of course, I'm going to sign up for a subscription <laughs> to watch that movie. <laughs> Which I enjoyed, although I was just a tad disappointed in the Paul Thomas Anderson aspect. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it it was his first documentary. I just I maybe I expected more. 
but basically it's called Juni Juni I forgot anyway um he Johnny Greenwood went up to Morocco mm-hmm. shoot no I don't remember what country and he just made an album like a Moroccan music album with this group of guys and it was just kind of documented but there was very little talking just kind of watching their rehearsals and playing music which you know when it comes to Johnny Greenwood that's that's enough for me but (laughs) I was kind of you know those two were just such little buddies I don't know I was expecting Mm. maybe a little more from a Paul Thomas Anderson documentary but there was like a little scene where there was a bird it wasn't really a studio it was kind of like an old building that there was a bird in the rafters and I remember being kind of enchanted by the chasing out of the bird and how they filmed it and everything (laughs) 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 that was the only Hmm. aspect of it where I felt like it was interestingly shot and whatever but anyway that's why I had movie and gotcha for some reason got signed up for two accounts um did you know did you know that David Foster Wallace was Paul Thomas Anderson's college professor no way really yeah huh I've been I just heard about that movie again oh I think it was on film spottiness uv i think it's getting added to either netflix or amazon prime yeah i think that's what they were talking about it and i was like yeah i gotta catch that totally yeah so but yeah can you imagine i mean the other students in that class are with like two of the most brilliant minds (laughs) like god (laughs) how amazing that's cool okay anyway um oh i caught uh when Matt came down at some point we watched It Follows I had heard so much about that as being mm-hmm. a great indie mm-hmm. um, horror movie and? with an interesting concept and eh, oh really? I didn't like it as much as most people seem to have I thought it was an interesting concept and yes you know a little innovative something a little different but that doesn't make make it awesome no I mean innovation's great but it's still got to be good yeah I and it was I mean there were some weird things and some total what the bips man it has some what the bips <laughs> but other than that I don't know I think it fell flat a little bit but it was worth watching I recommend it but don't have your hopes sky high (laughs) gotcha I saw a documentary called An Honest Liar have you heard about this I don't think so it's one of those documentaries where there's like a twist oh and I liked it but I guess I had high expectations for that too it's about a magician. He's an honest liar because he like made it his um his calling in life to like call out fake um telepaths and show how 
especially like in the 80s, I guess there were quite a few people that were like claiming to be telepathic and they could, what's the, telekinetic? Mm-hmm. And they would go on like David Letterman and right. Johnny Carson and he would, I think he, I think it was Johnny Carson he was on quite a bit. And he would explain exactly how he did it. And he would debunk these guys like, he's like, he's using static electricity. And so he'd come on when they, when Johnny actually had this guy on and this guy didn't know it. And so he like messed with the static electricity of his telekinetic little thing he had set up and it didn't work. And so after a while he was just like, you know, it's, my mind's just not working properly tonight for this. <laughs> Um, so he's kind of like a modern Harry Houdini. Yeah, and but it it turned out he had a secret of his own. Oh, interesting. And so it was like um, odd that you know he went exposing people for their lying and stuff, and he hmm. had a. He had the secret of his own, which turned out to be very interesting, and then very interesting, and then kind of, it's on Netflix. Oh. I think I'll check it out. Yeah, you should. It was good. It's called An Honest Liar? Yes. Okay. Cool. But, you know, he made people mad, and... Sure. I can't remember now if one of his things was calling out kind of maybe how... Magicians do stuff, and that might be why people got mad. But I think it was mostly just the telekinesis stuff he'd debunk. Well, I I think telling a magician's secret, like a magician who just likes to do illusions just for fun, you know, like Uh for entertainment, that's kind of a dickish thing to do. It is, and I don't think that's. It's been a while since I watched it, but but to expose people who. You know, like Houdini exposed people who could claim to, like, talk to spirits and stuff. People who were, like, taking advantage of grieving people. Right. But didn't Houdini believe in that stuff? Was it Houdini I'm thinking of? Um, Seances? Didn't he, like, have seances? He he did because he was trying to get the secrets because he was really, really, really close to his mom. And she died, and it really just broke him. And he went to someone, and, like, they claimed they were talking to his mother, and then they said something that he was like, no, she wouldn't have done, you know, so he knew that she was lying. And so he kind of, his later part of his life, mostly, he kind of spent, exposing these people, and so he would go to seances and stuff, but he didn't. From what I remember. I mean, I saw it. Okay. Not. I thought I don't know, maybe I heard wrong or remembered wrong or right. just heard it from a different angle. But I thought he was really into spirit world and stuff. Um, yeah, I think he went by the amazing Randy, this guy. Huh. That sounds kind of familiar. I, well, he was kind of big. Hmm. Back in, I think it was the 80s. Anyway, yeah, check it out. I thought it was pretty good. And then I think we both I mentioned it 
a few podcasts ago, but I wrote down Love and Mercy again, and I knew, just because mm-hmm. I knew that you had watched it also, and then I knew Cat mm-hmm. Cat watched it too on my recommendation, and everyone really enjoyed it. Loved it. Yeah, it's a one worth mentioning again. Yeah, it's on my list. And, alright, we'll get your perspective then, later. And then, I watched Poldark. This was a British, um series, I guess, not mini-series, but is based on some books. Um, last season, it was, you know, it's a masterpiece. Right. Mystery, or masterpiece theater, I guess. Um, just one of those great little British shows, and I think there's six, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And I watched it twice in a week. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? I did. I could not stop watching it. And then it was over. I missed it. And so I'm like, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul Dark, I miss you. <laughs> He's like, you can watch me again. <laughs> I am already here. <laughs> On Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay, click. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> if you insist, Paul Dark. Oh, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> So it's that good, huh? It was really good. So if you enjoy those British um, period pieces based on old literature and... Which I do. Yeah. It was... It's back... It's... Quickly, it's about um, a British soldier who fought in the American Revolutionary War. You know, on the British side, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... He got shot, and back home, his family got word that he had died, but he didn't. Oh. Um, you know, communication was spotty. That's sure. That was a really long time ago. <laughs> it was like 1770. Yeah, 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when he finally makes his way home, um, his father had passed away, and... It was like, he was an old, the Poldark name meant something in their town, and they owned, like, the mines there. Mm-hmm. Generations, like, four generations of people of this family had owned the mines and most of the land. They were like the, the Granthams, you know. Sure. They had people that depended on them, and they kind of ran the city, the little town. It was a they little town. Little tenants and stuff. They had tenants, yes. And so when he came back, his the mine had been shut down, and his house was in ruins, his father was dead, and then, so his uncle that lives in the town too, he was the older brother, he got the better mine and the better land, and they were just doing better, and so they were still on top, but his cousin, who would be inheriting that part of the family stuff, was engaged to his, the woman he had kind of had made promises to, like, they had exchanged rings, but um, she, she thought he was dead. Gotcha. And so, you know, it's all gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. He's like, I wish I would have died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's just awesome, and he, it, this, you know, the eight episodes are about what he does at this point. You know, all of that happens in the first ten minutes of the right. show. gotcha. So it's kind of what he decides to do, and he's just one of those just 
amazing human beings that are just treat people honorably, you know, the lower right. class and has respect for them and isn't doesn't mind getting his he's a gentleman that won't mind getting his fingernails dirty when he has to and just very good. Very compelling story and just it follows him and his cousin and his ex fiance mm-hmm. and his servants. <laughs> Very good. I highly, it's one of those just great, if you like that kind of thing, those kind of a romance, but just a period piece, which they're just, you know, my bread and butter. I love them. Right. (laughs) No, it sounds good. I didn't know know that's what it was all about. I I remember like seeing commercials for it when it was on Masterpiece, but. Yeah. And apparently it, it started last March. Mm-hmm. For season one was last March, and I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, when's season two? <laughs> and apparently, it's been put off until September. Oh, so there is going to be a second. There is, and the star, the guy that plays Poldark, kind of slipped, let slip in that interview that season three is even like underway. So oh, there's cool. going to be a third season. Nice. So I'm excited for that. Well, it, it ends at a major cliffhanger. Hmm. And so you know, hmm. there's going to be more. So anyway, if that sounds like, you know, any of you out there, if you like that, you know, the, if you like that kind of thing, you have got to check this one out. You'll love it. Hmm. It's highly addictive. There was something very addictive about it. Like, my friend Amy, she, we've been friends since we met in kindergarten. She lives in New York, though, so we don't get to hang out as much, but we talk a lot still. <laughs> We're still, like, you know, very good friends, very tight. And she gives me some of my best recommendations I get. And she's like, you go see that. And she, In fact, it wasn't on Amazon Prime when she told me to watch it. And she's like, just buy it, sight unseen. Just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And then I uh, I didn't. And then when I thought of it again, I looked and it had hit Amazon Prime. So I'm like, yay. I'm yay. Have to buy it. <laughs> but anyway, that was very, and there's, there's just, anyway, she like told me to, I think it was on a Friday when I'm like, hey, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm totally going to watch it. And by that Sunday, I'm like, I finished it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even tell her that the next few days I rewatched it. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't be surprised, but. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, maybe if, because Kat's going home tomorrow to Wyoming and then coming back. And if she stays with us next week, still looking for her house, maybe she and I will watch it. She watched it. Oh, okay. Okay, (laughs) Kat took care of it too. (laughs) She, I like saw her. She like had her list. She's like, okay, I watched that. Cross out. She's like, I finished Poldark. And I'm like, did you like it? She's like, yes. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) And she watched um, another one I recommended on the podcast. Just quickly on Sue watches Buffy. Um, Oh, what we do in the shadows? That vampire documentary, mockumentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to still watch that. I guess that's something I didn't write down, but that's another one thing I watched that I really enjoyed. 
It's a a New Zealand. It's from New Zealand, and it was a. It's basically about a house full of vampire roommates, and they're all from like different centuries, and they're so funny. It's hilarious. And it's on Netflix. No, I red boxed it. I don't know if it's still a red box or not. Uh, You'll have okay. to ask how Catherine watched it. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it has hit. This was months ago. I watched it, and it was still on red box. Anyway, Cat just watched it, so she found it somewhere. She might have bought it on Amazon or something. I'll yeah, ask her. Yeah. There's just a really funny character. Something. Oh, we were talking about that Angel episode from the submarine, and there was like that. Um, like Nosferatu type. Yes, and there's like a vampire named Pita <laughs> that's. Uh, he kind of like lives in the basement. <laughs> and he's just, you know, they all are from different decades, but he's like by far the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just very Nosferatu type. It's a very funny little sense of humor. I really enjoyed it. I recommend that. And that's it. That's all I came up with. Well, nice. I got a couple recommendations. Yay. Um, okay, so I've got Downton Abbey Season 6, or Series 6. Right. I liked it a lot. I did too. It, Hugh Bonneville is just adorable. I know! He's never been adorable to me, but he Yeah, <laughs> something about Season 6, he like shined in Season 6. He did, six. he really did. Yeah. And, no, I, I loved it. I, I thought... It was, I. it might even be my favorite season of the show. Yeah, it really might be mine too. And it made me, I mean, if I had more time, it would be fun series to just rewatch just all together. Mm-hmm. I think so. It would be so. really fun to watch the first few seasons again. It especially. would, yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. But I like, I like how it ended. I. Yeah. They catered and, you know, oh, yeah. thought, and I totally welcomed it. I was fine with that. Yep, yep. Let's give everyone a mate. <laughs> and, I know, yes. And let's make it just be really saccharine I don't know. <clears throat> but that's, that's what we all wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, totally cool with it. <laughs> none of us wanted it to end with them closing Downton Abbey. and <laughs> Right. Having to live in the London house or whatever, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, Violet and Isabel are adorable. I would just, oh yeah, I just want a spinoff of those two. I know. Um, so I watched. There's a show called Sirens. Have you ever? It's on Netflix. Season two hit Netflix. I think it's like an FX show. Um, but yeah, it's called Sirens, and it sees three paramedics. Oh, it's not about like mythological Greek no. <laughs> women. <laughs> no, it's sirens okay. like ambulance sirens, I okay. guess. <laughs> it's funny that that's where my mind went. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, yeah, you would think. Um, but yeah, I I watched season one like a year or so ago, and then season two got added a couple months ago to Netflix, and I watched it, and 
I don't know. I think the show is really funny. It's it's just these three paramedics, and you just kind of ride along with them, um, you know, when they get go on their calls, and some of it's shot at the place where they are. Is it scripted? It's acted and scripted? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So It's not like cops. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. And it's not a reality show. It's a scripted, acted show. Um, there's also some cops involved because one of one of the paramedics is dating a, a cop. So it's like cops and paramedics, and I don't know. It's pretty funny. I think it's very funny. Cool. Um, I'm just about to finish season five of Supernatural, so I've been plugging along on Supernatural. Ooh, season five. Yeah, it's. It went, I I didn't expect it going to where it went. <laughs> <laughs> so Even like a spoiler alert, like angels and things. Mm-hmm. Getting into like Christian mythology, I guess you would. Yeah, yeah. It. I just didn't expect it to go there. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's unexpected. And I like Cass Cassius. Is that his name? Castiel. Castiel. I like yeah, him. He's my favorite character, yeah. probably. Well, yeah, yeah. Is um is someone named Crawley on yet? Mm, I don't know. I think he starts out as a crossroads demon. I don't know. Anyway, I... he is a favorite also. Yeah? You'll meet Crawley and you'll recognize the actor. Oh, okay. Then... I don't know. Um, but no, I like it. I'm I'm excited to move on. I'm on. I think I have two more episodes of season five. This isn't the bre- is this the breaking the seals? No, this is like the real showdown. Right. This is a showdown. They've okay. already broken the broken skulls. the seals was season four. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, it's intense. The finale is intense. Is it? Yeah. It's epic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm liking it. Um, season five of Louie hit Netflix, so I've oh, watched yeah. that already. How's that? It's good, but... Man, it ends like super dark. <laughs> like, oh, really? I did not expect it to end the way it did. So, huh. Louis does some interesting stuff. I, <laughs> I really like his show. I like him. Huh. Um. So yeah, you you need to watch it. It's funny. Yeah, I really should. I'll write it down. His daughters are so adorable. <laughs> well, the girls that play his daughters—they're just so cute. I've always found I found his like stand up and stuff good and interesting. When he when he's on a talk show, I'm always engaged. Yeah, then I I really if you like his stand up, I mean his stand up is so much about his life and yeah. and stuff. This is the show that you watch that life happen, you know. <laughs> and yeah, it's good. So I highly recommend it. Um. I watched 
the Jessica Jones Netflix series, the Marvel. Oh, I've heard mixed reviews on that. I liked it. I like Kristen Ritter. She plays Jessica Jones. Is she and like she's Jones' a... daughter? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. She, she plays a son that's like an actor, right? Yeah, yeah. You okay. see his son quite a bit. Jared or something like that. I don't remember his name. Um, she was in Breaking Bad. She was Pinkman's girlfriend that Walt. Oh, her- heroin? Yeah, the oh. Walt Let's Die. That's her. Um, but yeah, it's 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 good. You know, Jessica Jones is a like a private eye. So it's, it's a little Marvel. So is she a superhero? Yeah, she's got some super strength stuff going on. Um, but she's, you know, she her job is a private eye, and she's an alcoholic, and you know, she's got her her problems. But it's good, and it's you know, little noir. And, I don't know. I liked it. Cool. Um, I watched Love, the series that Val talked about. Um, I liked it. He's adorable. The guy in it. I can't remember his name. He's like the co-creator of it. It's him and Judd Apatow, I think. Oh, that's right. And, uh... Now, I think Film Spotting STV talked about it. It's kind of, um... A romantic comedy, but not super romantic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's about, um... These two, like, 30-somethings that kind of meet by chance. It's The girl is at a convenience store and forgot her money and is trying to buy, like, smokes. And it's, like, the convenience store that she goes to every day. And she's like, I'll be right back with the money. And, like, the guy won't let her. The <laughs> worker won't let her. And so um, the the guy in it... Her name's Mickey. I can't remember what his name is. I should have looked that up. Um, He happens to be in the convenience store, and he's like, I'll pay for it, you know. Mm -hmm. And Gus, that's his name. She's Mickey, and he's Gus. And it's Paul Rust is his name. But he's kind of a nerdy guy, and she's kind of a party girl, but she's, like, incredibly self-destructive and... I don't know. They kind of get together, but end up friends. And I don't know. She just, she's just one of those people that like is so self-destructive that she like destroys other people's lives around her too, you know? (laughs) Right. So it's, she's not very likable, but he's adorable, (laughs) but it's good. I liked it. Do you kind of not root for them because he's adorable and she's not very likable? Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like a romantic comedy that you're you're kind of like, uh, I think... Run! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. But she's like this pretty girl that paid attention to him, so he's right. a little... Not obsessed with her, but kind of... I don't know. It's... I think it's good. I think you'd like it. Huh. Okay. Um, and it's pretty funny. There's there's some really funny parts. Um, so I also watched, while I was in Wyoming, I spent a week in early March in Wyoming 
because our sister-in-law B had a little baby named George and I thought it was it'd be fun to go out there for like a week and kind of help her help her with because they've also got little toddler Lucy um right it's that second kid that gets you yeah your first kid all you need you can do is just be with the baby and recover from that but when you have the toddler too it's like (laughs) 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 yes Lucy's two and a half and yeah so um so yeah I pretty much went out there and just took Lucy off her hands all day and so that she could just sleep and take care of George. That would have been nice. It was fun. Um, but I stayed at Dad's. I ended up staying at Dad's the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, the first couple of nights I stayed at Amy's, and then I moved over to Dad's for the rest of the time. And so um, Catherine, they've got a DVR, and Catherine had DVR'd Fargo Season 2. Mm-hmm. So I binged that while I was out there. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Seasons 1 and 2. I don't know if I ever talked about Season 1. I think you did. Well, to me, you did. (laughs) I don't know if you did on the show. But, man, Fargo, both seasons are just amazing. I know. I need to watch it. Oh, my gosh. I need to watch Better Call Saul, and I haven't done either. (laughs) Don't yell at me. (laughs) I just love these. I could watch these two seasons just over and over. It's just it's so great and it's not trying to be the movie but it's got enough feel of the movie that if you're a fan of the movie you, you just gotta love I mean just like the, the characters are similar just both stories both seasons have like a innocent person that kind of gets wrapped up in a crime you know mm-hmm. kind of like Jerry Lindegard um there's a few little Easter eggs in it from the movie, and that's fun, especially season one. Um, but the cast is great. Like, Kirsten Dunst is in the second season, and she's fantastic. Huh. And Jesse Plemons is in the second one. And, oh, my gosh, there's there's this character named Dodd in the second season that is just one of my favorite characters ever. <laughs> and it's played by have you ever heard of the TV show called Burn Notice? Yeah. Okay. So it's got Burn Notice has a Bruce Campbell in it. Mm-hmm. And so when Cam and I realized that, we watched a few episodes and it is unwatchable. <laughs> 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 and the guy that plays the main dude in burn notice like the ex FBI or CIA guy whatever he is he is hideous and horrible and we hated him so much he's got like the worst fake tan and the whitest teeth and I don't know just hated him and so he plays this character Dodd in Fargo so when I saw him for the first time I was like not him (laughs) and he ended up being my favorite of the whole season (laughs) he's amazing that's awesome I was so happy I had that turnaround because I was like oh crap I don't like this guy but turns out it was just his character and how stupid burn notices sorry for anyone who watches that but that's just an unwatchable show Um, so, yeah, watch Fargo. Okay, I, I will. I'm going to buy them on, I, I need to own them. Hmm. I just need to own them, because I don't know. 
now that season two's been over for a while, neither one of them, you know, season one still hasn't hit Netflix or Prime. I don't know if they are. So. Oh, really? So they're not anywhere to really watch? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like Catherine bought the first season on Amazon Prime, and then she gave me her password. So that's why I watched season one was off of her. So you can do that. I'm sure she'll let you. And then season two, like I said, she had it on the DVR, so. Um, it's fantastic. Both of them. Just great. Um, another show I, I can't when I watch is on Netflix, and it's called I'll Have What Phil's Having. <laughs> have you ever heard of this? No. <laughs> so we were, we were watching PBS one night, and this came on, and we just started watching it. And just loved it. It's this guy named Phil. He is the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. He's a, he's a comedy writer. All right. And he created that show. And it's basically him going to different cities and, like, eating at restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. So kind of your typical travel food show. But this guy is one of the funniest people on this earth. <laughs> he is so funny. We... So we watched the hour, the the one on PBS, and uh, and then figured out what the name of the show was because we didn't even know what we were watching, but we were laughing so hard. And I was like, I think I've seen this on Netflix. So he's like, is it? So I find it on Netflix, and we watch like the whole season. It's like the first season is like six episodes. It's just great. He's he's just hilarious, and his mom and dad are really old. I guess his mom and dad are based. Like the mom and dad on Everybody Loves Raymond are based on his parents, mm-hmm. and they're always on. He always does like a Skype video call with them, and they're so funny because they're so old. And his dad's like always like halfway in the screen. <laughs> 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 I don't know. They're just so cute, and he's just oh, he's so funny. He's like Jewish and. I don't, there was just this one, he's in Japan, and he's at this, one of the most frou-frou restaurants I've ever seen in my life. Like, the the chef makes the food look like scenes from nature, like it'll look like a plate of dirt with some flowers in it, but it's like food, you know, stuff that you can eat type mm-hmm. thing. And then the chef also had, like, it's kind of in the forest, and he had microphones put out in the forest, and so... And then the speakers are in the restaurant, so, like, what's piped into the restaurant is sounds of the forest. And so Phil was saying that if he came, if the chef came to his house, his mom's house in New York, he says there'd be, like, a plate of brisket. You pick up the brisket, there'd be a picture of his mom, and she'd be saying, like, eat the rest of your meat. I don't know, it's just... <laughs> It's so funny. It's hard to. It is so funny. So I highly recommend. I'll have what Phil's having. It's I just Netflix. went on Netflix and I added it to my queue, <laughs> and I recognized his face. I recognize that guy. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I had never seen him before, but I don't know where I've seen him from. But yeah. You know. Um. So then, about a week or two ago, I discovered on Netflix a show called Documentary Now. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's Bill Hader and Fred Arminson from mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Oh my gosh, it's like six episodes, and they're all fake documentaries starring those two. And 
oh man it there's this one where they play this really weird mother daughter <laughs> oh i see it they're always like <laughs> recommending it to me <laughs> oh my gosh netflix is the first episode is so... I mean, they're all good, but oh, the first one is so good. Bill Hader plays the daughter and Fred's mom. Is, I don't know. The daughter's like, you want to watch me dance? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess she was a dancer or thought she could be a dancer or something. But she shows up in like this weird leotard thing, like holding American flags and does like this tap dance. Like, It is so funny, and they're just awful to each other, and, and like, Bill Hader's character, like, she likes to hide her hair, so he's, he, like, puts sweatpants around his head and, like, ties it up. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so funny. So, Documentary Now is fantastic. All right. Um, I watched season two of The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a perfect season of TV. I think it's like one of the best things I've ever seen. Wow! I loved it so much. What is this? Or I mean, sorry, it's HBO. Yeah. Yep. I saw season one and and liked it a lot, and then, but man, season two, seriously, it is. It's perfect. It's so good. And Justin Theroux, who plays the main guy in it, is he is so good. It's yeah, I I can't recommend it enough. It is just fantastic. So good. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's hard to describe without like spoiling because it's just great to get into and not really know because it it could get spoiled, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know what the premise is. Yeah, you explained it to me. Right. When you were watching season one, I remember it. Right. I remember the premise. Yeah, the premise is basically just one day, like, 2% of the population just vanishes or something like that. I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's pretty high. It's a lot of people. said 2%. Yeah, that's a lot of people, though, if you think about it. No, it is. I was just wondering if. It might have been. I pictured less people on Earth than that. No, it's... Because the leftovers, it sounds like it's just not very many people. Right. No, it was like 5 million, 15 million, something like that, worldwide or something like that. I don't know. And it was just randoms? Yeah, just randoms. Weird. Like, like one lady's driving in her car and her baby's crying and then you don't hear anything. Her baby's gone, you know? Hmm. It's just random. And so season two gets into a little more of like, how did this happen? And But uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So highly recommend that. Um, and then I saw Love and Mercy. Loved it. I thought Paul Dano was just amazing. I mean, oh, he was—he—he he, he was a young Brian Wilson. I can't believe how just amazing he was. And yeah, it really—you know—it was a 
longtime Beach Boys hater, it really <laughs> was interesting and made me really almost wish I liked Brian Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I wish you know Brian I mean. Wilson wasn't with the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> like if it had yeah. been a different band. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Because he was, I had no idea how brilliant he was. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just like so music genius on the level of like Mozart is where people put him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But just didn't having any... having that kind of father and just the pressure of needing to be this bubblegum pop crap of the 60s. Right. But then just and trying to write better stuff but none of you know his father and stuff just not being impressed and not wanting that. They want the the top 40. The surf music. And... Yeah, the number one hits that had been working for them. But well, even right. even the other members of the band, which was two of his brothers and a cousin, they weren't all that supportive either. No, especially the cousin. It seemed like the brothers were a little more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just, it was fascinating and it was so sad. Oh. I know, I know. And, you know, at first, it was a little weird for me that John Cusack was playing the older Brian Wilson because they didn't. It was John Cusack, you know. Yeah. But but eventually, I lost all that, and he he was great. I at... I really think he did. I mean, he was a little bit John Cusack, but he also was Brian Wilson. I think he did a good job for being such a recognizable right actor and. So John Cusacky, I mean, he's even yelling for the girl <laughs> when she's on, you know, having to come out of her apartment yes. on the second floor, and you're like, "Where's the boombox?" Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he's Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he. It was. It was. It took me out a little bit, but only at first, and then I just bought it that he was like the Brian Cadillac Wilson. scene at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, usually when a major actor like him plays, like, in a biopic, usually there's wigs and makeup and stuff involved. But this wasn't. This was just yeah. John Cusack. And... But, you know, when he did have his hair slicked back, and he did, like, wear an expression on his face a lot of the time. He that did. was yeah. very Brian Wilson. Yes, yes. Because after I saw it, I, I like, Googled images of Brian Wilson, and I was like, I see it, you know. Yeah, no, I saw it while watching, and I knew what he looked like in his older days enough to be like, yeah. I knew more of the younger day look, so Paul Dano just really nailed it. His hair and... Yeah. Gained a little bit of weight, and... Mm -hmm. But it was great. Paul Giamatti was fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did that... you Google that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a kook. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what a horrible horrible person to Yeah, it would have been cuz I I googled him and rattled up on a this background. It would have been interesting to have a little more of that in the movie to really understand what this guy was doing and how kooky he really was cuz Right. Through a lot of the movie, you can kind of like feel like maybe he's right. You know, towards the end, you know he's not. Right. But at the beginning, and maybe it was just formulated that way to appeal to, you know, to 
make it seem that way to people like me that really didn't know this story. Mm-hmm. But I, it would have been interesting to have that background and to know, you know, the crazy stuff he did and his, like, philosophies on... He just had wacko... Uh... He was a sleaze. He was a sleaze. He was a sleaze. He, you know, and for you those, can tell that. For those that don't know, he he was a therapist that was with Brian Wilson 24-7. He was even made to be his, like, legal guardian. And right, right. Brian Wilson had parents, and he was an adult. But he inched himself into actually being his legal guardian, kind of like in charge of his... His, his money, money and, and his, just his care and yeah and trying just, to get him to make more money like write songs and yeah oh that scene where his housekeeper shows his girlfriend the huge bottle of pills that she's taken yes. from him so he didn't take them oh my gosh it's it's like one of those giant costco mayonnaise jars and was that like a daily dosage i'm sure it was just accumulated Right. Through the months that she's like, okay, you're not taking all these. So she'd just take what she could sneak out and right. just put them in this jar. So I don't know how many he was actually taking, but that's what he didn't take. Right. That's what she was able to sneak him Ugh. not taking. It's just horrible. Oh, man. And that scene when Paul Giamatti goes to the car dealership and yells oh, at her man. through her office door. Holy crap. Awesome. And I love how she just faces him. Ah, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> so the girl um, is played by Elizabeth Banks, and she does a great job. Too. She does great. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so interesting and just heartbreaking. Yeah, man. Uh, what a story. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. I had heard that Brian Wilson had had some, like, Nervous breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Like and the, I knew, uh, like, the feet in the sandbox. <laughs> that he'd, like, play the piano with his feet in the sandbox. I didn't know that. I did. That was, like, a big thing. And I think that's all I knew. That he had had some nervous breakdowns. Yeah. And that he was um, thought of as a music genius. Yeah, I'd always heard that and always went, really? Huh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. We're talking about the Beach Boys, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I knew that the Beatles, there was like a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but I just thought it was, you know, like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and the Beach Boys were the big thing. So, of course, they're going to have a mutual respect. And I right. put that in quotes. But there really seemed to have been between Brian Wilson and, like, Paul and George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I'm so glad you recommended it. So Yeah, so that's... that. We both got that on... Did you get a red box? Mm-hmm. And then I went ahead and ordered myself a copy, so I got nice. it. Because after I watched it, I just kept thinking about it, and I Google it, and I'm like, eh, I'm going to be watching this again, aren't I? <laughs> I better just go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so I ordered it. It came, and I actually haven't had time to watch it, but... Um. Yeah, so Love and Mercy. Check it out if you're a Beach Boys fan or not. Yeah, because we're not, and we both loved it. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> um. So we went camping over Easter. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a TV, DVD player for at night when we're just laying in bed but not tired yet because, you know, it gets cold and it's time to go to bed. Um, so yeah. I always like I think a bring... DVD player goes very nicely with <laughs> It does. It does. <laughs> so Sometimes you just need a little, like... <laughs> Wind down little, and yeah, and a little taste of home. Yes, exactly. Comforts um, of home. So, I one of the movies I brought, and actually the only one I ended up watching was the Darjeeling Limited that you got me for ah. for Christmas a couple years ago. Um. Yeah, I hadn't watched it since you gave it to me because, I don't know, you gave it to me like the Christmas that mom died and I just kind of <laughs> right <laughs> put it up and forgot about it. So, what a fun movie. I love the Darjeeling Limited. I love that movie. <laughs> I love Adrian Brody so much. Me too. And I'm I... such an Adrian Brody <laughs> super fan. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I don't know, just the chemistry between Adrian Brody, Owen Wilson, and Jason Schwartzman playing these brothers is just oh it's fascinating it's I awesome. just love how Owen Wilson is just had the he's just got cuts and bandages all over his head <laughs> <you know? laughs> I just love how he like they're at breakfast he's like handing them all menus and so what do you guys want? And then he starts ordering for them. He's like, you know, Jack, you'll you'll have the mango, and you know, Francis, you'll have you'll have the eggs. You know, <laughs> I mean, he just decides for them. And he's got that. Um, I mean, it's the story is three brothers that take the Darjeeling Limited train ride through India, and to go on it, their dad had died, and they like the year before, and they go on like a spiritual journey together, and right. So. Owen Wilson, you know, it's supposed to be like the spontaneous, you know, journey that they take, adventure, but Owen Wilson has his assistant with him who makes up a little itinerary and laminates it every day. (laughs) 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 But they just get into some fun adventures and it's, it's great. It's a, it's a Wes Anderson movie, so it's very Wes Anderson. Yep. And if you're a fan of him, you've probably seen it. (laughs) So, yeah, I saw Star Wars The Force Awakens, and it was great. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's seen it. I don't need to recommend it, but I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. (laughs) It was fun. It was seeing the Star Wars movie again. That's what was so great about it, was it just had the feel of the original three. Hmm. So it was great. I got. Well, I'm glad it wasn't disappointing. Nope, it wasn't. It was fun. I uh, like they the first showing was Thursday at seven, and I was able to get tickets for that. I mean, technically it was released on Friday, but they started showing it Thursday at seven. So I got like six, no, eight tickets, I think. So it was me, Cam. Booker, Booker's roommate Marcos, um, Cam's sister Kristen, his dad, and then his nephew Marshall and his girlfriend, and we all just loved it. It was it was a lot of fun. 
And it just came out on DVD yesterday. So, yay! Yeah, I saw a few things on Facebook about it. The DVD coming out. Yep. So, I'll definitely be buying that this week. But, yep, it was great. I was, we were all very satisfied. That's nice. Yep. So, I actually wrote it down and forgot to talk about it. I watched um, the documentary Amy, based on Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah. And I thought I'd mention it because I really, it it just, for one, I'm a big, my husband and I are big fans of hers, and mm-hmm. we became fans right around when the, the rehab album came out, and I think it was Back to Black, something. Anyway, that album that made her super famous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my husband's a big jazz music fan, and so she appealed to him, and then we both got into the CD, and just we just liked her a lot, and had kind of seen her downfall, and were sad, and then we were both really sad when she passed away. And anyway, so when this documentary was coming out, they were playing it in Salt Lake, and Rob really wanted to go see it, but they it only played for a couple weeks, and that only played at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, jeez. And anyone that knows Rob knows that going up to a movie in Salt Lake at 11 is pretty much no dice. Although he really <laughs> almost did it just to see this movie. Mm-hmm. But now it's on Amazon Prime. And I watched it, and it was really good. And I knew it would, I knew it would be an emotional heartbreaker, and it was. Mm-hmm. It's so sad watching her pre-fame and just kind of fresh-faced and chubby's not the term, but not the bulimic heroin addict she ended up being, you know. Right, right. And it was just, I didn't know most of the, I'm not one that really normally gets up in an artist's life and everything. And... It was just so sad hearing her life story and seeing, like, what drove her to write the songs she did, you know, the songs I love. But it it was interesting because this documentary is 100% like just video footage that was shot of her and pictures. Oh, wow. There's no reenactments. There's no talking heads. Mm-hmm. It's just purely... I mean, and in this day, and it's just interesting, because ten years ago, they couldn't do a film like this. Well, maybe ten years ago, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're just we're living in an age where some, just little car rides are filmed all the time. So right. So you get these snippets, and you know, the paparazzi, uh, just so many photos taken of her at all these major events. It's just all documented, and so much just so much little hotel room and car just little mini videos and they have voiceovers of like her best friend growing up and you know her father talks a bit and her mom talks a little bit and her husband who is he he pissed me off 
(laughs) (laughs) I was annoyed because they dated back when she like had one album out, but she wasn't big at all. Mm -hmm. And he had a girlfriend and he just totally broke her heart. I mean, she was obsessed with him and she's who she wrote. He is who she wrote all the songs about and, it's you know the movie maybe is unfair but it sheds quite a it pretty kind of blames him for a lot of her drug use and stuff not fully i mean it's not all his fault right but he sure didn't help the situation i i had heard that that yeah but it was it was annoying because he dumped her to go back to his girlfriend and then like right after rehab came out and she was famous again all of a sudden he's on her arm again and you're like ew because he had his own band it was like the camden music scene Mm -hmm. back when they were dating for the first time and so he had his own band and she you know kind of had an album out and it just it just seemed like he leached onto her after she became famous right and it seemed like she wanted to get better, but kind of got dragged down by his drug use and kind right. of using her fame and fortune to get drugs for himself. Anyway, I had heard that there was some unfair things about the documentary, but then I've also heard if, you know, like with the Hendrix documentary, when the people that know them don't like it, it's because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they don't want to see, you know, see it put out there so honestly right anyway it was really well done and it just it was so interesting the way they did it with the no talking heads and it just all being pictures and Hmm. footage actual footage i didn't know i thought it might have been a reenacted story and so i was just really pleasantly surprised oh yeah i'll definitely check it out and very sad if you're you know if you're an amy winehouse it's a it's a no miss right but very sad it'll it's just it's so sad to see her downfall and, you know, just kind of like the Kurt Cobain, just not ready for fame. She even talks, there's so many videos pre where she's like, I don't think I'll be famous. And she says it several times. I don't think I'd handle fame very well. I don't think I'd like it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, that sure turned out to be true. Right. Just a heartbreaking story. It really documentary good yeah i've i probably would have watched it anyway so no i definitely will yeah and that's on amazon prime yeah i saw it so i was happy to see it there so i think i put it on my watch list too (laughs) so yeah well well that's that so, That's what we've been watching, or a portion of it. <laughs> yes, what we can remember <laughs> that we've been watching the last year besides Buffy and Angel. If you want to hear us talk about that, go listen to Sue Watches Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll get plenty of that if you want. It. Yep. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, what we're going to do next is talk about The Walking Dead. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I don't think it'll take very long. Mm-mm. So, if you haven't watched it, and you don't want to be spoiled, because it will be spoilery, then 
We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when Bates comes back out on Monday. <laughs> so. Yep, so join us for that next week. We'll be back to Bates Motel. Yay! Yay, so excited. We had a couple people join our Facebook page this week. Oh, nice. I don't think they've typed anything, but I've I've accepted a few requests. Right on. So people are watching, people are listening. Yeah, definitely. So. We definitely have more listeners than we ever had. Right on. Well, it's a good show. People should be more people should be watching it. I know, and I'm hoping it's getting a lot of good buzz. Yeah. This season. It's, yeah. I'm always torn. I want it to, and then I'm like, mm, I kind of like having it be kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> I like hidden gems. Yes, it's definitely a hidden gem. So. They can all discover it after the fifth season. And then everyone can talk about it, and we're like, yeah, we've been podcasting about yeah. it since season one. Or the end of season one. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Anyway, okay. So. Chill your own ass. Chill your own ass. It's not weird. <laughs> it's stupid. It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nobody's next. In between me and mommy. It's me and Mr. Jones. Me and Mr. Jones. What kind of fuckery is this? You made me miss the slick wicked. Have thought I didn't love you when I did. Can't believe you played me out like that. No, your ain't worthlessly.
So, yeah. Walking Dead, season six, finale. I liked it. I realize, I just from cruising my Facebook news feed, mm-hmm. that it pissed a lot of people off, and it, it didn't piss me off. I don't care that we didn't see who it was. I have this blasé attitude about The Walking Dead <laughs> that I'm just not going to get up in arms about it. I don't think it'll create that kind of... It's not that I don't like it, I really like it, but it's just not going to create that reaction out of me, I guess. I'm not up in arms about it, but I'm a little disappointed. I wish they would have shown us who got killed. Yeah, I know that's what's bugging everyone. Yeah, I I think it still would have been an effective cliffhanger had they shown us. Yeah, it would have. You know, because... It would have been like, holy crap, and then we'd have, like, all summer or all the next six months to be like, man, what's going to happen because of that, you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, unless it's a total cop-out, like he beat someone else up. Well, I guess it couldn't be. You know you know who Negan kills in the comic book, right? Yeah. Okay. So... Do we spoil do that? Think... Yeah. Okay, so we're going to spoil comic book too. So so in the comic book, it's Glenn. Right. So... If do you think that's why people's mad that we miss it? Or do you think... Kind of, because... So is that who you think it is? Well, because they made the cliffhanger be, who was it? Well, if they follow the comic book, oh. and it ends up being Glenn... That all of us who have read the comic book and everyone else who knows just from talking to people who have read the comic book, it's not going to be a surprise that it's Glenn. Right. You know? So where's the cliffhanger? <laughs> you know? Right. So it leads me to believe it must not be Glenn. And then is that upsetting that you're like, no, well, that's not how it goes? <laughs> no. I'd be fine if they deviate and have it be someone different, but then it better be, it better be someone like Carl or Maggie or Michelle. I work out that it could not possibly be Carl or Rick. That's what I've heard. Like people because really something listen. Negan said at the right before he starts beating, he says something about have, have Carl do something about the kid's eye. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So. Because if it ends up being like a more secondary character, like Abraham or Rosita or Aaron, uh, so what? I, I don't know. Cop out. I think that's the cop out. Because I mean, I like those characters just fine, but I'm not as attached to them as I am. It needs to be someone from like the main group, and I still don't see Abraham and Rosita as they're still kind of secondary to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel that way. So, it, you know, if it's not Carl or Rick, then it's got to be Maggie or Michonne. I don't want it to be Michonne. Maggie looks like she's at death's door anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd be sad and everything, but what's going on with her? I don't know. I she looked really, really, really sick. I know, and would having like a bad pregnancy make you like that? 
I mean, some, I'm sure, you know, I'm the queen of something that can go terribly wrong. Right. But I'm sure if some something could go terribly wrong, but it seems... It, it seems odd. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, if her baby, like, passed away weeks ago or something, and something's, like, poisoning her body... I have no idea. Yeah. It just, it at first I thought she was just miscarried. That's what I thought. But now she looks like she has like a, a horrible flu or something. Yeah, like an infection or something. Right, right. Going on. So, but I don't know. Maggie's got a pretty interesting arc in the comic book coming up, which it seems like they're going there with the haircut and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't. That's probably not her. Yeah, which if it's Glenn, that's just kind of lame. Then they should have shown it. Well, you know they may. When it comes back, they might show it in like people's memories and flashbacks. But yeah, they should have shown it. They should have shown it. Yeah, they should have shown it and let us like mourn that character for the next few months and wonder, wow, how is Rick going to react to this? You know, Rick and everyone. So I'm that's. But I'm not like, I hate this show. I'm so mad. I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I thought Negan. That was probably a mistake. I think it was a mistake. Um, he did a great job. Negan was fantastic. I love, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Is that his yeah. Name? No. yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was great. He, he pulled Negan off. For sure. Just kind of funny, charming evil <laughs> you know it's, he's yeah. got it all <laughs> and his outfit was just exactly the scarf and the, the jacket <laughs> i love it <laughs> so and man i really enjoyed that final episode and i was so happy that Catherine was here i was like i've got someone to watch it with me yeah <laughs> um and we were i was like so my stomach hurt like the whole episode i was just like so freaked out because I knew we were going to see like a really grisly death and right. so but man I really loved how they built up just showing like the organization oh my gosh Negan's people how great was that yeah just, just those roadblocks and just watching crazy. Rick just get unhinged more yeah. or like whole. We are out of our depth. We're we? totally. I mean, they thought they had killed. They thought they had killed everybody. They were like, well. Yeah. And yeah. they did a big. That was a big deal what they did. Oh, yeah. When they, they went over there and killed all those people. And oh, yeah. They won, you know. They've between, you know, the guys on the motorcycle that. Daryl got with the right. the rocket launcher thing, and then when they went over to that satellite place, I mean, and then you know Carol got about five of them in the set. You know, mm-hmm. there's probably twenty five, thirty of them that they've gotten. Yeah. So that's a big chunk of people, you know. But man, just I loved all those roadblocks and how they just got bigger and bigger, and that. Catherine and I freaked out so bad on that, like, Red Rover of zombies. Oh, man. Oh, how disturbing was that? That was disturbing. That's one of the creepiest things I've seen on this show. Yeah. Just, and then, you know, the ones wearing Daryl's plaid shirt, 
the one's wearing Michonne's vest and has like a chunk of her hair stuck to her. Oh, oh it was so gross and just so disturbing, and I loved it. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> I love the zombies of this show so much. The one that had the big tree trunk going through. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That's what I think Greg Nicotero does the best zombies. I mean, I love the Night of the Living Dead zombies. I love how there's always like a nurse zombie, a football player. Right. You know, he. <laughs> was that Frank Darabont that did those movies? No, yeah, Roger. Yeah. Roger Corman? I don't know. Yeah. Those both names are very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But they always, like, their fun with zombies was, you know, have Homecoming Queen zombie and, mm-hmm. you know, cheerleader zombie. But I like how Nicotero doesn't do that. It's just the the zombies are scary. But some of them, you know, like, I love the one that was, like, stuck to that tree and had moss growing on them. And I don't know. Oh, I yeah. like Some of those zombies have had quite the zombie life <laughs> for the past few yes. years. <laughs> oh, the stories that zombie could tell. <laughs> I know. And just that one that, like, Morgan in the last episode, like, cut down that was hanging. It's like, how long was he hanging there? That's really disturbing to think about. Yeah, I have to remind myself that these zombies don't, like, have cerebral, like, right corplexes that, like, register pain and disappointment. And, you know, it, it goes with my, like trouble with like never ending things exactly exactly (laughs) it's the thought of these zombies and just oh man that scene that the oh i forgot her name the doctor walked in on in the pharmacy yes oh crap that was disturbing i don't think i quite registered exactly the story of what had happened I think it was a mom that drowned her baby because the baby was crying. Yeah, she had like, she had a broken leg mm-hmm. and probably couldn't get around much and the, couldn't do anything with her baby, and so she. Yeah. And you know, she, but the fact that she kept writing the hush, hush on the wall uh, was so, so disturbing. disturbing. I know. Yeah, I'm sad that Denise is gone. I liked her. Yeah. That's that's and the thing with Tara. That was. Yep. Just kind of blooming, and it's really sad. I know. I wasn't ready that's... for her to go. No, for I that wasn't story either. to be done. Me neither. I'm I'm really bummed about that. But... I'm sorry for the lesbian community that had another lesbian <laughs> go. Yes. <laughs> Get killed. <laughs> yep. More fuel for that fire. But, yeah, this whole back half of season six has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I've, it has been really good. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I'm not a hater. I'm a little disappointed. But, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it, I think leaving us with who it was but nothing else would have had more of an impact than seeing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smashed. I, I <laughs> just the best word I can think of would have been really good. I know. I just, I just think, I think that was a, a mistake. Opportunity. Yeah, and I, I, I hope season seven picks up right in that scene and that and that we see it. I hope it's not like. I can't imagine it wouldn't. I just like I bet do... they've already filmed it. 
I hope so. I I hear from what I've heard, like the actors don't even know who it was. But I don't know if that's just people saying that. I don't know because it seems it seems almost impossible that it's not going to somehow leak who it was. I don't. Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. That's right. Maybe they the actors don't know who it is, but there's going to be renewed contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's just a problem these days. Mm-hmm. You know, we get that information. <laughs> That's why they should have shown us. I just... Yeah, you're right, because I... it'll probably just get figured out somehow. Yeah, and then it's just going to be... And then if it ends up being Glenn, a bunch of us are going to be like, yeah, we knew it was going to be Glenn. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean... But you don't know it's Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. <laughs> yeah, it's something I can easily just shelf till it goes back. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, meh. <laughs> yep, yep. But, but yeah. I liked it. I don't know what's going on with Carol and Morgan. I'm surprised she didn't die. I really thought she was going yeah. to. Yeah. I really thought she was going to. I was like, you know, Carol has, out of all the characters on the show, Carol's had, like, one of the most complete arcs out of all of them, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. Started She's out an amazing as, story. You know, and her story just seemed finished. I, I was going to be okay if she went because I was like, you know, she went from this, you know, abused housewife that hardly had a voice to, like, a freaking warrior and then kind of back to... Then a warrior that faked like she was one of those. Mm-hmm. And now she's... It, I don't know. The last few episodes, it's, it is kind of weird what they've done with it. And it made me believe she'd die. Because I'm like, they're really, like, telling her story fast. Yes. Yes. Because this just kind of seems out of nowhere. Where she just starts freaking out about this. Killing people. And that she can't do it. I know. Because, you know... Most of the, I would say the only two <clears throat> that she's killed that was like what could be considered as like just murder was Karen and David who had the flu, you know. And the little girl, the yeah, but, look at the flowers girl, she. Yeah, but Lizzie killed her sister and was oh, going to but... kill Judith. I mean, Lizzie was trouble. She had to go. She was. She was trouble, and I agree she had to go, but it was still pretty murderous. It True. Yeah. Okay. But, like, her list of people that she's killed, I mean, except for those three, uh, all the rest were, I mean, a couple were cannibals that were, like, you know, luring people into their place and then killing them and eating them. Those guys got to go. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of them were very justified. And, you know, you're in a different world now. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't think she should beat herself up over it. But it'll be interesting to see, like, the guys that were on those horses, I, I've i heard of them. I know, I know where they're from in the comic book. Hmm. Well, I've wondered if, you know, Morgan and Carol weren't involved in that because they're going to save the day, maybe. And that'll be like Carol's redemption. 
Yeah, maybe. She doesn't need a redemption. She already she that happened already. Yeah, she saved the day at Terminus. Yeah, she's done that, and that was her redemption. That's why I'm surprised that this would be like a mental redemption. Right, right. Which, if it's Daryl, that's the one that got killed. That would make that even more poignant. Oh yeah, that's right. Daryl was there too, so it could be Daryl. And he was. I thought he was dead before his. He had like the blood spray and the point blank shooting. Right. Yeah, but you heard that Dwight guy say, oh, he's going to be okay. So I just figured he got shot in the arm or shoulder or something. Yeah. Although, I don't think that's exactly what he said. What he said was a little more cryptic. Like, uh, he's all right. Oh. Which could have meant he's dead (laughs) to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Catherine and I watched it again Monday night, and it was it was better on the second watch because I wasn't so uh, yeah. anxious. So, yeah. But no, it was good. I thought season six was great. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed six a lot. Yeah. Negan's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be fun having him in the world. Yeah. I just... Every time I watch it, I'm like, why do people have to be so awful? Why does society have to collapse (laughs) and people have to be so horrible? I know. (laughs) Why? It really is. Why can't you just form like this utopian society, like a, a... socialist I don't know you know where right. everyone works and shares and right be like the hilltop does people their they, but there's always got to be a leader well that's why socialism doesn't work yeah because and then there's going to be there's corruption yeah and then there's going to be why is he the leader why can't I be the leader and you know it's animal farm all over yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> all pigs are created equal but more some are or all, all animals are created equal but some are more equal than others <laughs> is that what they wrote the yes. pigs yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I have not read that book since 8th grade yeah I was going to say it's probably in like 8th or ninth grade I've read it it's been so long I loved it but I loved it it made an impact yep so well alright yeah. I guess that's all I have to say about Walking Dead. That's all I have to say about Walking Dead and socialism. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. All right. I guess I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Cool. Cool. All right. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bait. Bates. Yay. All right. Well, All right. Good night. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.